It's showtime, the USA Real Talk. Good evening and a heavy early good morning. It is now officially Thursday. You know, of course, it's actually April Fool's Day. How about that? It's amazing how far the time has gone by already. But, you know, you would think that this would be an April Fool's for several months, probably for Joe Biden to be the president. But... That's not how they were seeing it now. Wish that was an April Fool's show, right? But here we're going to get started here. We're not going to talk about the border crisis that's going to continue going on and going on. ALC finally opened her mouth, but we're not going to get involved in that today. One, the media has not once again wanted to give uh, the police officers in this department, Albuquerque, New Mexico, police department, uh, the little bit of justice of what happened this past weekend. Now, before we go on, we all know the trial that's going on with the murder case of George Floyd and Officer Chauvin. Uh, we're not going to get into that because they're going to continue talking about that. We probably won't know uh, the end of that one yet. You know, they're letting everybody talk. They're giving everybody the statements. They're doing everything. They're letting everything coming in. So, it is going to be what it is at the end. It's even he's proven not guilty or uh, guilty. And I think with that, I'm going to just say my opinions on that. I believe that he is not going to be uh, hit big with the charges. Because uh, due to the fact that George Floyd had multiple drugs in his system, excuse me, in his system, and the fighting the police, I think it, it one thing led to another to another. Uh, I just don't see they're going to hit them big. Uh, I will say this. If they don't charge him, if he's found not guilty, at least he can be off the police department. And we can use this situation to better training with the police officers. Now, do know the fact that there was evidence on this that... Officer Chauvin was, his knee was on the neck. We all know that. We all seen it. But as well, his knee was on the back. But it is going to be up in the air. Uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, we have to go on with our lives. But this happened over the weekend, so we are going to move on. This happened over the weekend in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, police identify a uh, man that was killed in Saturday in an officer-involved shooting. Now, the reason why this is not going news crazy is because when you watch the video, it shows the officers did not do nothing wrong. Now, here's what it is. Uh, generally, police officers were, one of them was driving on a, inter, on a road, and which is the road near uh, San Marito, and Copper, excuse me, and Cooper around 3.30 p.m. And uh, generally one of the officers saw a man walking on the middle of the street. And he called for backup already because generally they tried to get him off the street and they walked. Now, the video that you're going to listen to on my screen, excuse me, the, the, yeah, the video you're going to listen to on my podcast, this is what all how it happened from the beginning. Let's listen. And here it is. Hey, police department! 
Now, what you do see in the video, as actually what you're listening to, I'm sorry, is that you are, uh, there was an officer already walking with the, uh, the suspect here. We'll give you out the name here in a second, as soon as this finishes up. Uh, the other officer pulls up, helps out, and this is how ugly it's going to get. I want to make a statement clear on this. Uh, first of all, I want to say I apologize for the wrong day, but this happened last year. And the local news for the Albuquerque uh, decided to release it over the weekend. My, this is what, this is what's wrong about this. Okay. Albuquerque, New Mexico became the first city to, uh, Say we're going to have social services workers. People are going to be out there. They're going to be with the police officers. Now, everybody's been going around. Well, the police officers need to be retrained. Officers need to have retrained this and retrained that, so we can avoid the shootings. 
There was actually a police officer that's a sheriff were uh, actually from last year. He actually goes, why do the police officers need to be retrained? Maybe it's the people that need to be retrained. And I'm actually with for that. Do I still say that this could have ended a lot differently? Yes. Let's be honest. Why should we have social workers? First of all, with even with social workers, if we had them go out with the police department, not only that the police officers had to watch their own back, have to watch their partner's back, now they have to watch someone that's going to be unarmed. Just because they have a medical professional in the medical degree for uh, this type of situation. But they ain't out in the medical field. They're in a side building. So they're in a place where they know they're not going to get attacked, where there's not going to be weapons. They go out with police department. They're gonna, they can get shot at. They can get stabbed by, by this suspect or by anybody. So this is what everybody needs to understand, that the police officers are on thread needle every day. It's not just because they're trigger happy or trigger fingers or nothing. You don't see their eyes. You don't see what they have to deal with on a daily basis. And this video is Exhibit A. And this is what happened. Police identified the man that killed Saturday officer-involved shooting in the southeast Albuquerque. The police department says uh, Clyde Travo, 40, of Hernandez, New Mexico, was armed with a weapon near San Metro and Cooper. Sorry if I got some of these names wrong. Around 3.30 p.m., officers have been trying to get him off the street, which you heard that. They say, police department, multiple times, you need to get off the street. You're going to get tased. And I'm going to get to that part here in a second. Uh, the, there was another video that shows a witness that sh that saw it. And this is the reason why the news media is not going to cover it. Because they see the police officers done and by the book. They multiply it. They said who, who they are. They say, if you do not move, you're going to get you're going to get a taste. Now, you heard seven shots, at least seven shots. Now, let me tell you why there was that many shots. It's because the suspect, even though he was being shot at, now when you hit the trigger, it can be one to three, so it can go multiple times, especially with the 9mm. And with, when things are so happening so fast, it makes it a frustration situation. Now, they did tase him. The tase did not work. Uh, he still, so they shot at him. One officer tripped. The officer, the other officer that did the tase, uh, that's when he also decided to shoot the suspect because it did not work. And that's, that's it. And the suspect was still moving around. And they can, and that's why he said, don't grab the knife. And clearly, uh, the officer said he did get hit with the knife because the knife was thrown. And that's, it's scary. Um, so I'm glad the officer did make it, but the suspect did not make it. Now, this was a year ago, but they decided to bring it out over the weekend, and that's how I found it. And once again, this shows that the media does not want to cover it because when it shows that the police officers did their job, this is what happens. We're not going to cover it. You guys did your job, so we're, we're going to keep it quiet. But they want to continue talking about the George Floyd.
They want to continue talking about that. They want to talk about the Asian attack. Now, there was actually reports that Asians were being attacked. Remember, there was a video, I believe it was in New York, that these two, that were two Asians, they were sitting down at a diner outside, enjoying it, just joined together. Now, a big, huge group of the Black Lives Matters, they all got run to, you need to raise your fists up. You need support it. God bless her and those two women. They did not do that. That's violence. That's hate right there. But they don't get involved. Now, I'm glad that nobody decided not to throw punches. But then again, they want to say this: there's no hate. Black people don't know how to hate each other. Black life matters. But it only matters when they get killed by a white person. But if you reverse it, you don't see this happening when it's a white person getting killed or Hispanic people. You don't see that. It only matters when a black person is getting killed by a white person. Mary, I was just telling you about about a week ago already that a mentally ill, mentally ill white man, 53 years old, was burned to death because 70% of his body was burned by two black teenagers. He was pronounced dead at the hospital a couple days later. There was no TV. There was no justice for him. There was no preach. There was no riot. There was no nothing. The only thing that was said was by the police officer. That was it. He was the only one that talked. And he was well enough man to do it. Because he goes, he, he didn't have nobody. He didn't have no family, so I'm going to speak for him. And he, when he said, the suspect that's had previous records... If we did our job, if the justice system worked, this wouldn't happen. It, it wouldn't happen. So, now you go with the video that I just had you listen to. How can we fix that? How can that really be fixed? If people be held accountable for their actions. Now, every time that somebody gets dealt with by a police officer and if they get shot or hurt... They're going to cry out, oh, I have a mental problem. I didn't know how I'm doing this. And you got to be kidding me. So everybody can use that as an excuse. And clearly, don't they don't know if this guy was mentally ill at the time. And, and there still has not been no reports. Uh, they're still doing investigation. But I find it justifiable that the officer did not do nothing wrong there. Yeah, there, there was two of them. But... You try to come up to the person that's got a knife and flinging it at you. You let me know how that works. Let me know. That's not going to work that way. And then, you know, how can we fix that? You can't fix it. Because if people be held accountable, it would be amazing. It would be absolutely amazing. But sadly, people are not held for their accountable anymore. Nobody refused to take responsibility. They blame it on somebody else. They blame it like they were not brought up uh, were not brought up right in this world. And if you actually watch Medea a couple years ago, uh, when Medea goes to jail, and there was a woman that was says, "Oh, I'm in this jail because my mom and dad did this to me, or because I wasn't raised right by my mom and dad, or something like that." I like the fact that Medea, which is a.k.a. Tyler Perry, but as Medea said, 
it's not their fault that you're brought in, in this jail. You put yourself in here. You have to learn from your mistakes. And everybody does make mistakes. Everybody does. But if you don't take accountable actions for that, then we don't learn. And she was right. Medea was right. Tyler Perry is right when he essentially plays uh, Medea. And he plays a lot of good movies as Medea. It's too bad that he won't play her anymore, which I think is completely wrong. Just Medea is a heck of a person, know when to speak the truth, know when to be funny. And if you, so even with this person, the suspect that was shot by the police officer, I believe seven times. Some people actually were saying, well, that's too many times. Do what they do. Go live their lives. Go, go be in their eyes. And what's even sad is that the, these police officers, if you hate the police officers, that's one thing. Hate them. Hate them all you care. But don't go after their families. Don't go after their wives or uh, husbands or boyfriend, girlfriends. Don't go after the family. Because their family didn't do nothing. Don't threaten their lives because all you're doing is making yourself more bad and more stupid. You don't like when somebody threatens you or your family's life. You don't threaten their lives. If you get in trouble with the police officers, you do your time, you pay the fine, and get move on with your life. And this guy, this this would not have to happen if he would have dropped the knife and do what he was told. Comply. If you would just comply. And here's actually another uh, video. Uh, Terrence Williams posted this. He actually shared it today. Actually, no, he did post this, but this happened last year. I seen it. Uh, I have to find the video from last year. And that might be another time. But apparently this police officer, uh, it's a white police officer, pulled over a black man in his old lighting. Uh Apparently he was caught doing 101 in a 65 mile an hour. By the way, if you're doing that, you're doing 101 in a 65 mile an hour, you are a low-lie person. Wherever you're going is going to be there. There is no need for you to drive that bad and put somebody's life in danger. Because you can put a kill a family and you face charges. So he asked for a driver's license and insurance. Apparently the, the, the driver did not want to give it to him. And they asked him to step out of the car, make it a little short. There was a video, a part of it, that was not shown uh, that the female... Uh, the time that the officer got a little, a uh, little bit more agitated, is when the woman would start recording, make the officer look bad. That's what people like to do. See me, I'm gonna like, show me the whole proof. Just like this video, the, the video that I just played and had you listen came from the body cam. That's where it came from. I don't like when people post the videos of police officers when they're looking, when they're talking to them. And they all said it's all mad. No, I don't like that. Because you're not showing the whole proof. If you want to say that you didn't do nothing wrong, show the whole thing. Fight it in the court as well. So anyways, with this video, the officer said, I'm going to arrest you because you failed to show me, give me your driver's license. You uh, also were speeding. That's also reckless endangerment, reckless driving. And you're putting a lot of people's life at, at lives. And I was actually surprised that, that he did it. Uh, hit nobody. So he calls for backup. So this officer is trying to 
you know, put him in handcuffs. He was refusing. He turned around. The other officer pulled up, and that other officer got out of his car and, and, and didn't jerk him. And it had to be that aggressive, but all that had to be avoided if he would have done what he was told to do. Turn around, put your hands behind your back, and just comply. Take it to court, fight it, and guarantee you, he probably would just gotten a ticket anyways. And I guarantee you, the officer would say, I'm not going to charge you. you know, I'm not going to say you did 101 in a 65. I'm going to make it a little different. See, and people actually should know this. Police officers don't like giving tickets out. Police officers don't even like putting people in jail. But when you twist their hands and you refuse to comply, you know, and people like to say, I plead the fifth. I don't want to speak with nobody but a lawyer. Well, then guess what? Then you're going to jail. You get what you get. It's just comply. I've seen, you know, I've dealt with police officers. I'll tell you, I've been pulled over. And, I, and you know, people are going to say, hey, oh, because you're white, you never got arrested. No, it's just because I don't want to have to do. I'll tell you this. Actually, one time that I did not know this, this was a uh, back when I lived in Ohio. And when I lived in Ohio at the time, and I was going to college, making something out of my life, uh, which I was really happy to be proud of a college student. College graduated a couple years later. Got to be a broadcaster. Got to live my dream. Do it at a young age. And I was enjoying it. Proudest moments of my life. And I got pulled over one night. And I was working for a radio station. Which was called the Rebel 105.1, I believe it was. Actually, I don't remember now. But it was the Rebel. And it was a good radio station. I had a lot of fun working there. It was a country station. I got to learn behind the scenes and do a lot. So... You know, making sure that I got pulled over uh, because the license plate did not match to uh, the car that I was driving at the time. And the officer, he when he asked me, do you realize that your license plate does not match to the car? And I go, what do you mean? And, you know, he told me it matched up to a 96 Dodge truck. And I said, is it black? And he goes, yes. I go, that's my dad's old truck. <laughs> So it was mistakeable, making it short, you know, I was complying with him. He asked me for my driver's license and insurance, and I gave it to him. I had no problem doing that because I had nothing to hide anyways. And he goes, and here's the truth. You've been cooperating with me. You're not You're not getting my, get, making my job hard. I'm going to run your up just to make sure if there, if you got no warrants or anything. And I go, okay. So I And I I called my dad anyways after he went to go run my license, and uh, and he came back to me. I said, hey, my dad just passed us, and I just called him anyways. Maybe you can explain to him just in case I misunderstood, and you can explain to him. Of course, he goes, yeah, I got no problem. You've been cooperating with me. You've been cool. You're not making my job hard or anything. And I actually, I told him, said, I watched growing, I grown up watching Walker, Texas Ranger, and watching COTS my entire life. So I know better not to give the law enforcement a hard time because I actually said the officer said, you can outnumber me because you got backup. You got your brothers and your sisters, and you got taser, you got your gun, and you got the worst weapon of all, you got the dog that can bite, that would hurt you. And he laughed about it. He goes, yeah, you got that right. So it was. It, we had a little fun conversation. And I said, that's my dad right there, and mind if I get out of my car? He goes, yeah, go ahead and step on out. And I said, Dad, this is the officer pulling me over. He wants to, exp I told him to explain to you better than I could. And the officer did. 
He goes, your son's been really cooperative with me. He's not giving me any hard time whatsoever. This is just what happened. I ran his license plate. It comes back to a 96 Dodge truck, which is black. And he explained to me that was your vehicle. And you sold that to somebody else. And he got in his car. And all that became a mix-up. He goes, yes, it did. And he goes, that's understandable. And it, clearly he did not know. And I can tell you he didn't know. So I'm not going to give you, I'm going to give you guys kind of warning. I'm going to give you a ticket. I'm not going to charge him. I'm not going to car that make the truck be towed. He goes, I appreciate that. And that was it. We had that little extra time because, you know, we were talking. We didn't do nothing. There was no wrong because it was a mistake. Well, it had happened. And so I knew better. People know better when to cooperate with the police departments because they know that they can get in trouble big time. And if you didn't do nothing wrong and you know you don't have no warrants, no drugs, no no nothing in your cars, nothing on you. And I, I always laugh when people say, that's not mine. But it's somehow when they are being, something's being pulled out of their uh, wallet or being pulled out of their pants that they're wearing or pulling out of their jacket. Oh, I'm wearing this jacket for somebody. I'm holding it for somebody. Why on earth would you do that? I mean, every time, I know what's in my pants pockets. I know there's no drugs in my pants pockets. And I know there's no drugs in my coats. I always make sure. I always make sure there was no drugs in my car through the years. But once again, people don't want to take responsibility. They don't want to take responsibility for their actions. So once again, comply with the police officers. If you know you got no warrants, if you know that you're not going to go to jail... When they actually do say to you, you're not going to jail. Who said that you're going to jail? You're being detained. There's a difference between uh, being detained. And some people do realize this. And when they go, well, you're dealing with the driver. You're not dealing with the pa- I'm just a passenger. I still need your ID. They still need your ID. That's always going to be that way. Because they don't know who you are. They got to run your name. Just make sure you got no warrants or anything. And plus, whatever's in the car, if they find something in the car, they need to know who it does belong to. And they let you guys fight it out in court. But no brains, no cells in some people. And and it comes back again. They don't want to take responsibility. And that, that is completely sad. I've taken responsibility every time I dealt with the police department. And actually, the police officers I dealt with, and I've seen them a lot at my old job. And they come, they would always have somebody. I believe it was maybe one time that somebody was completely uh, intoxicated and they made it difficult. And that was never fun. I was a housekeeper and I worked in the ER. I'm not going to get into the whole things, but uh, just once again, take responsibility. It's just like this. When you are want to be vaccinated, you take responsibility then. If you want to get it, get it done. That's up to you. But it's sadly that people don't want to do that. Now, for the vaccine shots, it is everybody's body. It's their choice. If they chose to get the vaccine or they're not going to. It's 2021. People have the rights for that. Now, some people want to say that the people that don't want to take the vaccine, then stay home. Well, the people that don't want to take a vaccine can't stay home. And it's the same thing the people that didn't take the vaccine, they can't stay home. 
Because people do have jobs to go to. People do have get groceries. They got to make money somehow or they got to go where they need to go. So once again, everybody take responsibility. We need to be respectful to people. That's bottom line. And I know I picked on some people for the leftists. But when you make my job that harder to do that because you refuse to understand things. But you say that we're uneducated. Looks like you call that. And that's how things are. But it is completely Thursday. It's April Fool's Day. Uh, pull a prank on your friend. Don't pull pranks on strangers because that's what's going to get people more hurt. And that's what's going to get people pissed off. But happy Thursday. Happy April Fool's Day. We are just a few steps closer. And consider uh, April 6th. Uh, the state of Indiana. They are lifting the mask mandate is 100% so far active and as well I believe April 7th the stimulus checks are going to be reworked and hopefully that works out uh, if, for the people that want to get it and people that don't want to get it it, it happens it happens uh, I hope it helps out every families that need it uh, I'm going to say my opinion on this I believe the people that need it is the ones that are struggling that are uh, disability uh Social Security, they need to have it first. Senior citizens, they need to have it first. I was on the board with the vaccine shot uh, for the people that needed to have it first. The first responders, the doctors and the nurses and the seniors. I would actually have said the babies would need it first as well. I think they need it for everybody else. The, the last people I would say that needed it was teenagers because their bodies are immune, better, and stronger. So... There was that, when they made that list of who gets it first, I was actually all for it, and that needs to, and it was a good deal. I think that was a good deal. But what's honored tonight, today, and for the rest of our lives, what's honored the ones that have passed away from the vaccine, excuse me, from the COVID-19, and even though they're saying 549,000, or actually over 549,000, I believe, so, once again, to their friends and families, uh, we pray for your guys' uh, loss. We're sorry that you guys lost people. For the ones that have passed it, that have the coronavirus, but got better, we're proud of you. We thank you for being strong, and I hope everything is getting better. For the people that got the vaccine once and twice, hey, good for you. I support what you want to do with that. That's your right. And for the people that don't want to get the vaccine, that's your right. I support. I'm not, excuse me, I'm not going to get it. I chose not to. It's just because with my seizures, I always want to make sure, I, I want to make sure it's not really going to hurt because, you know, bodies are different from everybody else. But we got a lot more things to talk about here within a couple of weeks here. Now, once we get to episode 10, remember I said this, I'm going to keep saying it. We're going to get, take some time off here, about a week off at least. I'm going to spend time with families that are coming up here. Happy early Easter. And I'm planning on my doing something a little special on Easter Sunday. That is not a up-to-date yet. I'll probably have a uh, probably tomorrow to think about that or Friday and uh, go from there. But it has been an awesome couple of weeks of me doing this podcast and get a little people hearing me. I don't have to have a lot of people. I'm okay with that. I like what I'm doing. I just, I've been telling some more people 
uh, that I've been doing my own podcast, and everybody's been proud of me, my family, my friends, and I thank everybody for their support. And going to give out a good shout-out to my good friends, uh, Ashley and her husband, Steve Sanders. And, as well, uh, Steve Sanders, remember, he is a Whiskey Highway band singer. Contact him on Facebook. Ask him that you would like to have a concert. Uh, I think that he was willing to travel. We're probably talking about the passport traveling card here for the vaccine. We'll get to that at some point in time. But, but so my good friend Ashley and her husband, Steve Sanders. Uh, also, my good friend, Brittany Hart. Continue doing what you're doing. And it has been a struggling road for a lot of people, but we are all getting there. Continuing being our nation that we need to be. And that is what this great American is about. This great America country. That strongness, that proudness, and that pride that we all do have. Now, for the ones I've I've seen this, for the ones that don't like this country, there's the door. We'll be happy holding the door for you. But happy April Fool's Day, ladies and gentlemen. It is officially almost going to be 1 o'clock here. I'll see you all on the next one.